0: Hi, this is Viv, and you're listening to the new episode of If I Did, You Can Too. The guest that I have for you guys in this episode is a close, close friend of mine. We got to meet in Poland back in 2018, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or a year later. And then we became really close friends. We went through a lot of things, a lot of laughs and tears, and... It's just very interesting how our lives, both of our lives change and unfolded in a completely different way that none of us could actually see it coming. I had the opportunity to see him grow and turn into this person that he is today. And every second of it was inspiring and I cannot wait for him to share his story with you guys because I know he's going to inspire you as well. So what are you waiting for? Let's get inspired. So we are back with yet another guest. This one is actually one of my closest friends. My times in Poland, I was with this guy right here and I brought him on the show just because he has such an inspiring story and you guys will just hear it. Breno, go ahead, introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I am Breno. I come from Brazil. I have lived in Sweden, Poland, Estonia, and I just got back to Brazil like one month and three days and it has been very exciting, tiring, but it's something that I wanted so bad, so I'm really happy to be here. Of course, it's not perfect because, you know, I'm starting again a life for the fourth time. (laughs) But yeah, and Vivian, I'm so happy to be here for the invitation. Thank you so much. I love you.
0: Thank you. I love you too, boo. So you are here. There is a reason always for the people who show up on my podcast, on my new podcast. And that is because they all have a story to tell. Your story, I know almost by heart because I lived with you <laughs> almost for at least the past years. But I want you to tell your story to people just because what I see in you, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can look at and be like, oh my God, yes, so I can have that life that I want. So, Breno, let's start with the fact that you were in Brazil and you wanted to leave to go study somewhere else. That Sweden life, IKEA life that you had in your mind, just start from there. How did it start? Where did you go? And then how did you end up in Poland?
1: Yeah, I mean, it all started in 2013. I went to to watch a movie, and the movie was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and they were speaking Swedish. And I was so excited to hear the language. I was so in love for the first time, like first time love, love at first time. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go to this country. But at the time I just started university and I had no money. I mean, it it has been always like this, like having, you know, life in Brazil is not like it's a third world country. So you have a lot of things happening. So the year after Brazil was releasing a scholarship program, so I could apply from my university and then Sweden was there. I was not sure if I could go to Sweden or to go to Britain, but then I ended up choosing Sweden and it was the best choice I have ever made in my whole life. I mean, after that, all that I... Planned has changed so drastically and yeah fast forward i finished the the i finished the scholarship all the program went back to brazil life was not as i expected because finding a job here was so hard i had to finish university for one more year and then i finished and i was like okay that's the time to Go abroad again. And I went to Poland. (laughs) I got this job offer. And I went to Poland. Willing to have the same lifestyle. I was having in Sweden. Because Sweden was a free country. For me. A gay guy. It was very. It was actually the time that I came out. I mean not that you came out. Not that you come out once. And that's it. It takes like every time you have to come out, but it was the time for self-acceptance. I think that was really important. And I think that's why it was so magical to me. But anyway, I went to Poland in a very different context. The country, it's very different. The town was so small, like 10 foreign people. And yeah, it was a very different experience that I was expecting to have. And it was also a change of career because before in Brazil, I was working as a designer and then I went to Poland to work as a web editor for a website. And it was when I met Viv and I think I just survived. (laughs) I mean, if I did not have friends, I think I would just go crazy or I would have gone back to my country easily. So yeah, at this job, we were working with Facebook, like writing posts for, to post on the Facebook page. That's about content then,
0: creation though. That web editor thing is not a yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Facebook had some changes. I was fired three times in these two and a half years <laughs> and they started working with YouTube. I was really unsure and not really confident to work because at the time and still nowadays, I am not very, um, how do you say, like, I'm not very confident with my voice. It has been an issue for my whole life, you know, all the gay guy drama. And then, yeah, I was working from November until March and nothing was happening in the channel. I was just using my voice to narrate the videos. And yeah, in March, I was so sure that I was gonna be fired, but then one video went viral and everything changed because people that got to the channel, they were checking the previous videos and then boom, everything went viral. (laughs) And it was just like uphill from the whole time that I was there. And then I thought like, mm, why not should I have it? Why not I create a channel for myself? And this was not very well received by the company. So I was fired. This was February, 2020. So I lost my job right before the pandemic had started. And I had tickets to go back to Brazil and the ticket got canceled. And my visa situation was also really messy because I could not renew the visa. But at the same time, I lost the visa because I lost the job. And in the meantime, I was trying to apply for a master's. So I had everything planned, but I was waiting for the admission letters and everything. And I got accepted in Denmark, Estonia. I applied for the Netherlands, but they refused my application. And I was planning to apply for Germany as well. And it was so late. According, I mean, I applied for everything March or April. And in Germany, it was until May So I did not apply to Germany, but then I chose to go to Estonia because it was close to the Swedish lifestyle that I wanted. And I have been pursuing this lifestyle for, I don't know, four or five years. And in the meantime, I was in Poland. I was not able to go anywhere because of the pandemics. So then I focused on working with my channel And then I started to receive, I know, I mean, the channel started to grow and when I reached Estonia, I had like 30,000 subscribers and then I was studying Estonia, doing the masters and I was doing the masters in human computer interaction and working with the channel at the same time so all my money was coming from the channel it wasn't much but it was enough to survive like to pay the rent and food because all the money that i had saved i was just paying the rent in poland because it was not in the plans so i did not have much money to work with (laughs) so fast forward um, the life in Estonia was nice. It was comfortable, but I had, I had had like the feeling that I wanted to go back to Brazil. I don't know. I didn't know how because, you know, you need money to do things. It's not like I want to live there. So let me go. And from the first day I started the masters, I, I had this thing back in my mind saying like, okay, there will be a time that I will have to choose if I want to pursue the master's and work with the master's thing, or if I want to proceed with the YouTube career, if there is a career. (laughs) And I think the moment that I had to choose came way before I had planned, because I finished the semester. The classes went remote and it was a very dark time, literally because it was winter (laughs) and Estonia was really dark. (laughs) And in December, I got to the point that I realized that I did not have the money, like enough money to survive for the next month. And I would also have to start paying the tuition, even though I had scholarship. I got, I would, I got lucky because my admission exam. Uh, I got really, a really high score and then I got the scholarship, which was nice. But at the same time, the tuition that I had paid for the semester finished. So I had to pay another tuition and I had to choose like, okay, if until February, I do not get a job, a proper job because of the visa, I had to switch my visa from student to worker. I will go back to Brazil because I just have the money for the tickets. And then I got the job and last time, I mean, it was a very last minute thing that happened. I had until, I mean, the classes would start on the 7th of February, I got the job on the fifth, so I had to juggle masters, YouTube and work for a month. Until I was able to get the new visa and just leave the masters. And at this point, I mean, from the very first day of YouTube, I said, okay, if I do not reach a 100,000 subscribers in a year, that's it. I have to find another thing. And this was April 2020. And yeah, for this whole time, I was... Believing in YouTube, just like it was it or like go big or go home. Go big or go home. And yeah, thing is April came. I reached a hundred thousand (laughs) subscribers. And from this point, everything started to change because I was not struggling with my financial situation because I had the job. YouTube was paying really well and my plans to go to Brazil were working. I mean, I was planning to go to Brazil from December. So July until July, I got the shot. I was able to save some money and then with everything planned, I just got back to Brazil and now I'm here living a very comfortable life and i'm struggling right now just because i was so used to have this like everything was so dramatic and now that life is so chill it's taking me some time to adapt to this new lifestyle
0: uh let's go back to the time that you were in sweden tell us about the life that you had right there because I want to compare it to the life that you had to in Poland and also the life that right now you're having in Brazil, just to give the audience an idea of what you meant when you said, I was really looking forward to that type of lifestyle.
1: Um, when I went to Sweden, I did not know how was the country and the lifestyle. So I learned everything there. So the life I was having was very free because I was it was the first time I was living my parents' house. So I was I had to learn how to cook, I had to learn how to manage, you know, life by myself. But at the same time, I w- it was a very positive lifestyle. It was, I mean, even even though I was in a different country with different people, language. Everything, cultural aspect, and everything. Everything was positive because I had help from people that were coordinating the scholarship program. I met friends from Brazil. Uh, In total, we were seven and we became like a family. I was not hanging out with them all the time, but they were this supportive network that it's really important for people abroad. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I met so many people. I learned to talk in English because I have never talked in English my whole life. And I just like flourished professionally, personally, like everything. So it was really, and I mean, the country itself has this very free lifestyle like it was okay to be yourself and I have struggled with this for my whole life and the life I had in Poland it was very different because it was work centered so it all revolved around work my visa, my time, my friends my struggles everything so that's uh, the life that i had at home it was very like it was taking a very little space in my routine and yeah the life i have here right now i mean wait the life i had in estonia it was chill very chill but at the same time i moved during pandemic, so I didn't experience much of Estonian life. I was just staying at home all the time and the life I have here, it's very different because every time I have to like meet my life four years ago when I left Brazil to the life that I have right now. And it's so crazy how much has changed in these four years that I'm here back. Um I am so happy to be here. I know that because of pandemics, Brazil is not in the best situation, especially in the field of politics. (laughs) But at the same time, I feel very empowered to just work for myself. You know, do not depend on any company. I work in the time that I plan for myself and I work with something that I love. And today, you know, like a lot of dream, a lot of people dream to have like, okay, I want to be an influencer and just show off my routine. And for me, it's weird because I'm very shy and I don't feel very comfortable sharing my life with like in the public eye. And yeah, especially right now, I'm dealing with two things. So before I was living by myself all the time and working and struggling with visa and everything. Now that I'm here, what they think that I'm struggling with is to actually learn how to count on people, to have people around you and, you know, like manage the working with YouTube full time. And what to do with my free time. And at the same time, like, I had to... I have to furnish the whole house. Because in Brazil, when you move, the house is empty. I think it's like this in Iran, right?
0: Yes, in Iran, it's like this.
1: Yeah. So, like, uh it was weird to just come to a house and you have no fridge. Like, what do you do? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I went to the very... Like, very first step of living a new life the
0: question that I actually have right now is wasn't it scary for you at first when the only thing that your life was revolving around in Poland you just lost it so that was a huge part of your life how did you feel and how did you manage uh, and change that like manifested the whole thing into working on your YouTube channel, and then going for new education. How did you do that? Because mostly people in situations like this, I know I will be freaking out. I know that I always freak out, cry, and then do stand up and do the thing that I have to do. But still, that freaking out is a huge part of a lot of people's life in situations like this. But then I don't think you even had the chance to Like, you didn't have enough time to freak out. You had to act really fast. How did you manage that whole thing? How did it feel like?
1: Okay, that was bullseye because that's something I did not talk about. And it was the most scary time, like the scariest time of my whole life because I felt like, okay, what do I do? It's like the floor just vanished and I had... Like I didn't know what to do, Um, but at this time, I realized that, okay, so I have been struggling with the visa situation, like that the visa could disappear, like the visa could end at any time. But this was the time that I realized that I also have a country of my own that I can go there and have the stability that I did not have for a very long time since I left my own country. But at the same time, I could not go back to the country because pandemics, all the airports were closed. We did not know how to manage this new thing of pandemics. Um, this time, yes, I did not have the time to process everything, but this was also the time that I started doing therapy And I think it was, it was like the last straw. I mean, it was, it was fundamental to get therapy at that time. And even though I did not have the money to pay everything, my therapist, I met her here in Brazil because I traveled to Brazil, December, 2019. And yeah, I went back with the feeling that I wanted to do more, but then I had to go back to work and the work finished. So again, to the therapy, I think it was really important because it was actually the first time that I had to process everything, like to hear myself, to just see what was happening around me. And it's something that we work in therapy until nowadays, that at the time, I just wanted my life to feel...
0: It's okay, baby.
1: (laughs) At the time, I just wanted my life to fit in a backpack.
0: and If you want, we can just not talk about it. It's okay. No, it's fine. I love you. I'm right Um... here.
1: So at the time i just wanted my life to fit in a backpack just because i was so done of everything all the struggles and then it took me one month to just process everything and i wanted to work with youtube but at the time i was not in the place to get inspiration from anything so from that time i just started with the things i had like I had the camera, I had internet, I had like a lamp and yeah, that's it. And the
0: mic yeah. that your friend gave you for your birthday. Yes, yeah, true.
1: And yeah, from that point, I just started with like working and it paid off now, like one and a half year later. I look back and like today I'm living in a very comfortable place. And it's something that we work still in therapy, like Breno, look back. You wanted your life to fit in a backpack and now you went back to your country, something that you always wanted. But now that you have like, just look back, everything happened so fast. So I had life in three different countries. I changed my career, my, it's like, I mean, not that I reached a place where I'm comfortable now, but the shift in all the aspects, it was very drastic. (laughs) And yeah, that's why I get so emotional looking back, just because it's something that I really wanted and I achieved. It was a lot of work and Not of a lot of sleepless nights and juggling with so many stuff. So much stuff at the same time, like juggling with masters, work, YouTube. Dealing with like living by yourself, loneliness. During Corona.
0: And all of this during Corona. during Corona.
1: And Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
0: I am so proud of you because I've seen you grown into this person that you are right now, career-wise and life-wise. And I can see how much everything has changed. I have this thing that I pay a lot of attention to people, as you know. I pay a lot of attention to people, especially their eyes, their tiny attitudes, and like how their body language changes and everything. And it is so crazy clear from the eyes of the person when they're so done with it. Like, it's not spark... There there are no sparks there anymore. And it's the saddest thing to watch. So to me, um, the person that I saw in Poland, even though we were together and I love... I, I mean, it doesn't really matter how much I love for you to be close to me, but I could see that... Um, the excitement for life and for creation, all of it was almost getting drained. Like, there was no color. In my brain, there is no color for you in Poland. It's all, like, very gray and dark, dark blue and all of that. And then when you went to Estonia, it at some point, it just turned black for me because I didn't know a lot about you. <laughs> And then, but I started seeing how, like, the career had started growing and your channel took off. And then you started being more of yourself. This is what I'm the proudest of. Because at the beginning, when we became friends, you were not comfortable with who you were. And then as you went on, even throughout your social media, it's so obvious how you were just like, fuck it, I'm just going to have this. I'm just going to wear this. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to post like this. I'm just going to post videos like this, you know? And I think that also reflected in what you were creating and how the previous channel took off all of a sudden. And then your channel started growing so big. So that is something you should be proud of, man. That's a huge, beautiful thing. I'm super proud of you. I want to take you back to... The time that you decided, fuck education. I mean, not like literally fuck education, but like, I no longer want to study. Now I want to choose YouTube. Because we're still, even though right now it's 2021, I don't know when this podcast is going to go out. But like, uh, still, education matters, right? If you want to get a job and everything. People are like, if you don't have that certification, if... That means you're not qualified, even though it is less way less than before, but it still exists. So it, it was a very risky decision for me as well when I left Iran. But I left Iran leaving education completely. It was in 2017. So I was like way behind as well. But you also because your dream, Dobreno that I knew, his dream was to study in Sweden And then the Breno that I ended up knowing, getting to know in the future, was the one who was like, I want to work for myself. I want to create. I want to just create from morning to night, be free, do whatever I want on my own terms. When was that switch for you that you were like, enough of education, now I want to pursue this career?
1: I mean, freedom is something that I really value. And my freedom was bound to money my whole life. So I think when I went to Sweden, that I had the scholarship that I wanted, I was able to pay for the things I wanted to do, or at least like be able to plan and execute because I had money. It was I was not rich, <laughs> I was receiving a scholarship. But to have the money to be able to decide, because you know we live in this world, and money is important. I'm not gonna be here like oh, happiness cannot be bought. It can. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> that's happiness what I always say as well. <laughs> something particular to each and everyone.
0: Mm-hmm
1: um so it's yeah it's not
0: a good message to send to the world though <laughs> <It's
1: just> <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you are sure what happiness what happiness means to you then I think that this whole time um uh, YouTube was not my dream I was not consumed I was not watching videos on YouTube for years but um I started working on YouTube and then I started to see other things. But the whole process of working with YouTube, it was creating, like um, finding my own voice, literally. Because I was working with voice, I was able to experiment to find my own tone and it got a time on the company that um, I was so controlled the whole time and when i saw that my channel was something that left people scared they like i was seen as a menace in within the company and this had like it was a power and it was scary to to manage like um, okay, my bosses that control me for this whole time are scared of me. Like, what is going on? And just because I have a channel with 2,000 people, like, why? Um, But this was the time I realized that I don't need to be controlled. Like, I can get free of... I think that's the most empowering thing that i learned throughout youtube because finding my own voice it was like before i was kept like i had this cap on everything that i could pursue and i mean i left my own country by myself no help of anyone i planned everything i executed everything I was dealing with all the struggles by myself but still the control that the job had over me was absurd so the time i realized that okay why i mean the education for me was very repetitive it was redundant i was just paying to to hear things that i knew or to follow teachers that were just teaching tutorials straight from the internet. I was not learning. I was just there to pay for a paper. And I had a lot of struggles as well with the teachers, but that's not the point. I mean, it was particular to that university. Um, But then um, when I started to not just look at the present, but to look in the future, I did not see myself working in an office anymore. Like, I wanted to use my creativity to work with the thing that I love and that I learned how to love, that I had to, I had found a new dream for my life. I didn't, I, I realized that I did not need to leave my country to live my dreams. And I think that's when. I changed the dream of, I want to study in Sweden to actually be like the one, like having a really authentic dream of my own. Because, I mean, I grew up hearing that you have to study to be successful. You have to study to, but this, This was other people telling me what to do. It was not what I wanted to do. So I think the combination of working by myself and leaving the country, it was all building up to having the life that I wanted to live. Like no one planned anything. And life happens as well. I did not plan to be a YouTuber it happened, and it became my dream—the thing that I want to do.
0: It's okay.
1: And yes.
0: That is beautiful. Do you know how inspiring it is? I, even though I knew all of this, I'm listening and I'm like, "Wow!" Whoever is gonna listen to this episode is gonna be like, no, I love you. I wanna be you," because that is going to happen. Yeah.
1: I think the most important thing that I have learned is there's no formula to anything. You have to do things. Um, If I just kept imagining the life that I wanted, that I wanted, nothing would happen. And I mean, I was not controlling all the situation, but I was able to like deal with the things that life was giving me in a. I try to be positive, even though, you know, we had a lot of struggles, especially in Poland. But I don't know. The thing is, do not get yourself defeated. I think it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. So I try to learn from everything.
0: And then deciding to come back to Brazil because pretty much what you did was what I did as well. I remember when you wanted to get back to Brazil, you sent me a message and you were like, "Viv, how did you feel when you went back to Iran?" I mean, I'm not in Iran right now just because I had a choice of going to Iran and waiting for my next future to come. Uh, but I completely remember and we were talking to each other back then when I decided to come to Iran. We were talking about this so much. I was like, what if I go? I remember that I was basically talking about this every other month. I was like, Breno, I want to go back to you. And he was like, baby, it's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) And at the time,
1: I could not um, understand why. But today, I really understand. Um, I hope I didn't push you to like, no, Viv, stay in Europe. Because... The thing is, um, to be in your own country is something magical, and to be able to like live the life you want in your own country. I mean, our countries have very difficult yeah, situations, sure. each and every one on its own. But for me, it's something that I never realized that it could be possible. And now that I'm here, life is so much easier like to speak your own language to eat the food that you want to just understand everything that mm-hmm. is around you i mean i think that's the thing i am taking some time to realize because it's really something that i wanted i i will not say that it's perfect because there's nothing that it's perfect but to be like to be living something that you have planned that you have dreamed but you never thought it would be possible. I think it takes time to just like, okay, is this real?
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And what happened to me when I decided to go to Iran, if you remember, was after mm-hmm. my trip that my podcast was got popular. So I went to Iran and I spoke at so many stages and I went back. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yes. I think you had that switch as well in you. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: I I remember that I was checking, like, I always plan all the expenses that I had in the month. And then I was checking, okay, how much is my salary in the company in Estonia today? And how much I earn with YouTube? And why am I struggling with the job that I was working shifts So I was working day, night, evening, afternoon and no weekends, I was just working and working with YouTube. And when I realized that why am I struggling so much to just live and do nothing? Because I was just working by do nothing. I mean, I was not enjoying life. Of course, we are in the pandemic and we do not have the freedom to go to many places but still when i was when i realized that i was able to support myself and that i was able to have a very comfortable life in brazil i was like okay that's it that's the time to go back and yeah i say go back but it was not going back i was not i was not coming back to the life that i had before it feels like a new beginning even the city has changed so much. So, yeah, it takes a lot of time to like tune to this new life.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. That so, when you decided to, because I remember around 2019, I think it was, that you went back to Brazil for a visit and you came back and we were talking and you were like, Viv, I was there for, let's say, I don't remember, I think two weeks. You were like, I was there for two weeks, but then I know why I left. Because I had the same situation, right? And then so when you decided to go back, how was it when you reached there? How did it feel like? Wasn't it scary to go back and be like, oh my God. Also, there are families and friends and everyone is like, oh, this friend of mine is the one who is living abroad, (laughs) you know? Uh, They're even showing off at it (laughs) at some point. Um, So leaving all of that because you're going to be asked, why did you come back so Uh many times? Yes. That you don't want to punch people in the face. It is completely normal, right? So thinking, knowing that all of this was going to happen, you decided to come back. How did that feel? Wasn't it scary for you? Or was it just like, yes, I'm going to start a new life? Like, you forgot all about... Like, the the risk wasn't really that big and bold in your mind.
1: I mean, the thing is, when I left for the first time to Sweden, I knew that I was coming back. The second time that I left, it was permanent. Back in my mind, it was permanent. But then, I mean, I was struggling. I mean so much was happening and when i went back like when i went to visit brazil 2019 um, the life that people were having the complaints it was just so chill compared to mine like wow maybe the life that i'm having is really hard but at the same time you know when the umbilical cord is just chopped like i when i visited brazil at that time i was like okay i don't belong here i mean my life is really there but the life was really there because i had work i had like my life was kind of settled in poland i mean settled but with i mean not very settled but you know. I know,
0: like you had a place to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you had your own thing. You mm-hmm. had your own routine of going grocery shopping, cooking and all of this. Yeah, I know.
1: but this was all depending on work. So when work, the most important part in this whole situation was out of the equation. Um, I mean, everything changed the way I would see my life changed So I had to find the new thing to center around and working with YouTube. uh, I think, yeah, I go, I will go back to this thing of finding my own voice. And the plan to go to Brazil was planned for six months. And I was doing this talking with my therapist, planning everything. And every time she would give feedbacks like, okay, Breno, you told me this. And I see that you want to go to Brazil, not because you want to like um, compensate for the time that you were not there. You want this new beginning. And that is something that it's healthy. So it was not something rushed. I was not fleeing any situation. Like I had a stable job. I had the visa in Estonia for five years. I could have stayed but at the same time I was not living the life in its fullest. And now that I'm here that's what I'm trying to do. And I don't I I I think I need to like just sit and write or do lists that because this is something that it gives me like some ground, you know?
0: I know. Um, there's one question that I always ask everyone, and there is no right answer for it. So don't think of oh my god, what Viv is gonna wants me to say. Uh, that is, what is, where do you see yourself in five years? What does the future hold for you? Do you even have a plan?
1: Yeah, um, before I was so worried about my future that I was not paying attention to the present. So I'm trying to shift this perspective, but yes, I have some plans, some milestones that I want to achieve. So I want to be known for my job. I mean, um, working with content creation and, you know, social media, internet, things happen in a very different pace than usual. So it's really hard to predict, like even to plan ahead. I would say for the next year, I want to like be established here in Brazil. Um, Living here, I do not live in Sao Paulo or Rio. I live in a big city but um, i found a place that i really love to be living in and i want to make my own home so now i just want stability my pets my family friends i think that's it i i will not plan like okay i want to be with a million subscribers and i want to like no I just want to leave the moment because I was postponing it for so long. So, yes, I think that's my answer.
0: I love that. That's the answer that I love. Whenever people say (laughs) I don't have a plan, I'm like, yes, this is what I want. (laughs) Because they tell these stories. And I want for people to see how much your life can change in just two years. Or in just one year.
1: And a month. I was... I know. In a month, I was in Estonia... Finland, Portugal, and Brazil.
0: I know. A month. (laughs) Like a lot can change that is completely out of your control. That you cannot even... Mm -hmm. You didn't even think of it to plan it to begin with, you know? Perfect. Okay. So where can people find you?
1: Okay. So I create content in Portuguese, but it does not stop you to follow me. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter as Breno Moreru, M-O-R-E-R-U.
0: Were you looking at your name on the screen to spell it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. All right. So, um, or you guys can actually follow me and then follow Breno with me (laughs) because it's easier.
1: It's easier. Yeah.
0: (laughs) okay then the last thing what is the last thing you want to leave the audience of this podcast with
1: um do not try to plan everything life happens i mean you can be at your worst moment right now i was in the worst last year but i i had to believe in myself because that that was the only thing i had at the time i knew that when you have downs in life the ups will come at some point and the ups can be very rewarding something you really dreamed of but also something unexpected that life will show up and give it to you
0: beautiful do your own goodbye we're gonna wrap up the show you do your own version of goodbye and i'll do mine go ahead
1: so Thank you. I hope you like this podcast and all the episodes because I know how much talent Viv has, and she's brilliant, a source of inspiration.
0: Aww. And I love her. I love you.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and hope we can see each other someday. You there listening, and Viv. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, who does he want to see? (laughs) I want to see
1: everyone.
0: Yeah, I feel you. Me too, me too. Maybe we will just like have this online gatherings and then people will show up and Breno will be the special guest, like the celebrity (laughs) of We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen to this podcast. Thank you so much, Breno, for coming on the show. You, as I said at the very beginning, you inspired me a lot. I We're actually, I love... The dynamic of our friendship how we both inspire each each other and push each other constantly Mm -hmm. to be better to create more Mm -hmm. this is something that it's really rare and if you have a friend like this just stick to that person don't let them go i love that and i appreciate that so much so thank you so much this means a lot to me for you to be on this show and it means a lot to me i feel so relieved and so happy to see you succeed and have actual smile on your face, you know, <laughs> not fake smile. So, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you guys also for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was Breno and Viv. And you were listening to yet another episode of If I Did, You Can Too. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye we